Man, I've learned, bro, guys, six minutes is worth it. Six minutes can actually change the, the course of the relationship. Progress daily. In order to get the opportunity, you must show up by any means, whatever it takes. Welcome back to another video, and I'm so excited to have you here today. And the reason why is I got my girlfriend, Lori, in the video. And today we're gonna talk about dating and entrepreneur, but most importantly, about millennial dating. I think she has, she look, she's an amazing person, and I'm not saying that just because she's my girlfriend, but because of just who she is. She has so much wisdom and she's so smart. And when we entered our relationship, I learned so much about uh, just about being in a relationship, but most of all, uh, living a, a harmonious life. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this video, to give you entrepreneurs and people who are in a relationship an opportunity to live a harmonious life. So we started dating, you wanna, you wanna share the story? So we went from being strangers, attended one of his events. The opportunity, if you follow me long enough, you know one of my quotes, the opportunity is in the show up. Definitely, so I just showed up with a free ticket. So definitely, I just took a chance and I showed up. I packed my bags overnight and did a six hour drive to Southern California. And flash forward to the end of that same year, um, we just connected through social media and a lot of it was just discussing business. I think one of the things that we have in common is that we talk a lot about business yeah. and personal development, self-awareness and fitness. And then um, from there, fast forward to now, living together, working in the business together, uh, definitely has been a complete change. So I'm speaking on stage, I see this woman on this woman in the front row, she's going like, she's like waving and she's just loving the program. We did, we did a, a book giveaway, and, or, or we sold books, mm -hmm. and she purchased one of my books. Still to this day, she has not read it. Um, I'm on chapter one. She's on chapter one, so it's like a year and a half ago. She still has not read it, but <laughs> I do a book giveaway. She walks up to me, and one of the things that I'm attracted to is women who women who are more reserved. And interesting thing is that she didn't really care about my position at the seminar. So what I've seen is that a lot of people who like really care about the man on stage, and they, they you can tell when they're grabbing onto you to trying to get to next to the man, but not because they care, just because of your position. So she just came to me and she just approached me in a certain way that I, I, I was interested. And I remember I slid her my business card to, and I said, hey, well, shoot me a text. I, I looked back at my phone a few minutes later and she didn't text me back. And I was like, okay, keep it moving. Then I see her again 30 minutes after and I said, hey, what are you doing tonight? This is still the seminar. And I said, hey, would you like to come down to a VIP dinner? So she came to the VIP dinner. He didn't even charge you, by the way. Yes, he didn't charge me. So you owe me like 800 bucks. <laughs> Fast forward maybe six months. I messaged her on Instagram. We start building a connection. And then I invite her to come down to Los Angeles. She's from six hours north of LA. So she's from, where are you from? Sacramento. Sacramento area. And then she drove down six hours. She came to my, to my, my birthday party. And then we've been uh, going strong ever since then. So that was my birthday, it was my 25th birthday. Mm -hmm. So it was literally, we made moves fast. But coronavirus really, um, I think, strengthened our relationship, would you agree? Right, yes. I think because the way we called it or just justified it is that one week in coronavirus is actually like three months yeah, in real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I had actually ended up getting trapped like in LA when COVID happened, I was just visiting and it was, kind of updates on flights and everything. So we ended up having to adjust really fast. So it yeah. definitely put us into a perspective of having to adjust the relationship, business, 
a lot of changes in my career at that moment too. I think it all Absolutely. worked out in the perfect timing. The best thing that kind of happened this year is that I went from being project manager in construction to then being director of a gym. And then when COVID happened, I pretty much had a blank slate. And that's when I reached out to Andy and kind of expressed my frustration and all the changes. And his response was very much like supportive and okay, take some time to figure out what you want to do. And that's how we ended up connecting again. And it actually turned out to, the, to be the best thing ever because I was so tied up in my five year, five year goal, 10 year goal that when I lost it like that, I had to think of something else to do. And that's what led me into entrepreneurship. So definitely for anyone that lost their job on COVID career, it's definitely not a laughing matter, but it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Really what I wanted to do this video on was really just understanding like the, the 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 relationship between an entrepreneur and entrepreneurs who are dating and i think especially in a place like covid there's gonna be turmoil and i wanted to give some key takeaways that you can utilize in your life and in your business that you can allow both to work we do a, a one day in-person training someone came in from from a person came in from chicago and she was there at the training with me and one of the, the attendees wife asked her a question about relationship and and how is the relationship working between us especially when i'm someone who's hustling and driving and constantly forcing like to grow and to grow and to progress and to progress when she asked that question like my mind just went Boop. like not only am i the forefront of everything where like okay i'm driving the ship that we're living in or experiencing but i think that her, from her point of view, there's a ton of value that there's a lot of women and a lot of men that can learn from just from her point of view as to how to live a harmonious life. And I think that's what we want to focus on is not living a balanced life where uh, the gym has an equal amount of the hours of work and the work has the equal amount of the hours of the relationship, but also the part of where they all kind of create synchronicity. What are one of the things that you think in our relationship has been effective uh, for us to live that harmonious life where there is truly harmony between a thriving business that, I mean, when you came into my life, uh, we might've had, I think eight or, or 10 employees. And then since you came to my life and then we scaled rapidly to about 50 people now. Right. Uh, 50 team members. And, and you've been part of that growth ever since. So what do you think has allowed us to live a harmonious relationship in life? Um, I would say number one is you have to make a conscious choice and have the discussion with your partner how much of the business you want to be part of. Mm -hmm. So for us, at first, I was more of an outsider looking in. You know, I definitely would just attend one event, give my perspective, my business knowledge perspective, give it back to you, and then you fix it in this business or apply or don't apply it, and then I'll come back again three months later. Mm -hmm that changed after COVID where then we had a conversation and I said, hey, I am open to doing this role in the company. So never assume that the person wants you in the business. Number one, never assume <laughs> that the person wants you in the business. Yes, never assume. Because I think I was always very mindful that if you just asked me for help on one thing, I only helped in that one thing. And then I came to you and said, do you want more help in this other element of the business? So do you think that helped when I kind of asked you first before ever jumping into, I'll help you with this? <laughs> I think I think it's kind of like, you know, like sales or with anything in life, it, like you give a little bit of value mm -hmm. and then 
the ideas start opening up as to what else is possible. So you know, right. if you're selling a product, you give your potential client a little bit of value, to, and then they can see the ideas of things possibly, you know, possibly right. growing, and then they go to the next level. So I think you gave a little bit of value where, where it was necessary, and I saw the opportunities. Once there was an opportunity for you to kind of transition in for support, I felt I had 100% confidence. That's when it pushed it to the, you know, the next stage of like, hey, would you want to come in full time and be part of the organization? So that's the number one thing. Don't assume. I think it really takes real, honest conversations to know if you want to help 10%, just an outsider. Hey, I just need help with this event or you actually want a consistent role. Because one of the things that we agreed uh, right in the beginning was if I'm going to be in a role that faces customers, then I see that as my new full time job. Mm -hmm. I would not not complete a task just because I'm your girlfriend, yeah, for example. Yeah. <laughs> there's the relationship and then there's the business side of things. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things I really pride ourselves on and I, and I would suggest that to be number two is to separate the relationship and business. Like we have a rule where on Saturdays and Sundays on the weekends when it's our relationship time where we go on dates. On the weekends, we want to keep it completely separate. Like you want to watch a movie, let's watch the movie and let's be present in the movie. Uh, we're at dinner, let's be present at dinner. More so that I, I started the business but she really came in and we're now we're growing it together. So I started the business, went through my own trials, errors, and tribulations, and had to create a name for myself out of nothing, build a build relationships and so on and so forth. And she came in uh, shortly after, and now we're building it together. And, I, and I'm fortunate that I didn't have to go through the trialing portions with her because it would have been just that much more challenging. I think this is the right like sweet spot for us. So it was gonna, it's definitely gonna be setting the boundaries, setting clear boundaries and clear expectations and having those hard discussions. If you have those hard discussions, there's opportunities for, to, for, you, for you and the other person to set expectations and to understand expectations. Right. So once she set expectations, I was very clear. Now the, assume, the assumption part, you never wanna assume. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go back to number one. And the reason you never want to assume is because there's been many times, and you want to learn from our mistakes, and that's why we're creating this video. There's been many right. times where I've, I've assumed like, oh, she doesn't want to uh, be part of the organization in a certain area. So I assume, for example, that she didn't want to be a part of the uh, front end sales portion of the, the company. And then she came to me vulnerably and she said, no, I do. I do want to be a part of it and I do want to see it grow and I do want to invest uh, time, energy, my resources, my mental capacity on it. So I remember we actually had a hiccup um, in our company in her role where she was questioning like, hey, should she leave the organization? So I, I discovered that with her during the part of her growing in her role and, and in, the, in the organization, and then once I really dissected why, I realized it was that because she didn't have help. So now she has two assistants mm -hmm. who are responsible for literally whatever she needs to get done. After I gave her that, then she was like, hey, we need more clients, we need more work, right? right. So if you are, are the entrepreneur you got her, and you're working with your partner, find the why mm -hmm. and find the reason why, would you agree? Yes, and I think also going back to what you just mentioned is there, does, there has to be boundaries because there are situations where as women perspective, I'm emotional about something, it takes over my day, like now I'm having a bad day, but you have to regroup and really say, okay, was that just a bad moment or is it a bad day or a bad week? So I think what we're very strong at is bouncing back from a bad project, a bad you know deal, whatever you wanna call it, or a bad test. So I think that one of the things that having virtual assistants 
and having conversations, not as boyfriend and girlfriend, but as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, we're able to decipher what do we need to do to adjust, mm. not from an emotional state, or if I do get too emotional, you'll remind me like, hey, this is just business. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And that's assurance that I think helps too, because there is a big responsibility, I think, as a partner to have a role in the company. And, you know, when you mentioned like, I was considering leaving. It wasn't so much that I wanted to leave. It's more feeling like I didn't fulfill the role. Maybe it's easier if I leave. And mm -hmm. you said, no, there's no leave. It's just, we'll fix it together. One of the things that I tell my team early on, I said, hey, our job in this stage is to find problems. Now, when I, once I hear a problem, and what I found is that from a, woman, from a man's perspective, is that the woman uh, tends to be more emotional to a challenge or a problem. And when I see a problem, I look at it as like, oh, okay, so we found an opportunity. We literally found an opportunity to grow and to anticipate this moving forward. And I'm excited about this. But some of the women on my team are like, oh no, I did something wrong. I don't know, it's not, I'm not worthy, I did something wrong. When I'm like, that's not the, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, we found something that we can fix now, so we're not gonna experience it again in the future. So, I mean, why do you think that is? From my point of view, maybe it's my background, but um, in my Mexican background, women just hold a lot, a lot of what you would call the many roles. They wear many hats. So it is hard, in my perspective, women's perspective, holding the role of being like at home doing this and the business and the customer. And most women by nature, they want to accomplish all those things. You know, they're willing to give 10% here, 10% here, 10% here, 10% in so many different directions. And we forget to acknowledge that even if we do nine out of 10 things right, the one that went wrong, we somehow like emphasize that one, which is not okay. It completely is not okay. Um, I think it's just women tend to multitask more than men. I don't want to be stereotypical, mm -hmm. but women can hold a lot of different roles and they can do 10 things at once. But when one goes wrong, we feel like we're, you know, bad sister, a bad mom, a bad partner even. Um, so we forget to celebrate the little things. And I think that's what you're really good at reminding me. Like, it's okay if that didn't go perfect, we're gonna pick up and, you know, work on it again. Now, one of the things that you shared, like I wanted to touch on was the house, right? The house. So I'll share with you one of our systems. What we discovered is that she loves to cook. We, we, we already know that. And I don't like to cook. But one of the things I do like to do is eat. So, yes. so she cooks, I eat. But because she works in the business, she can't cook throughout the whole day. So as a partner, even though you're an entrepreneur, you still gotta really listen to what your what your partner desires. Mm -hmm. My parents didn't cook for me. I mean, my parents cooked, um, but they left the plate there. That's how I grew up. My parents cooked, and they show love by leaving the food on the on the stove, and you you serve yourself, then you eat by yourself. So I wasn't prone to eating as a family or things of that nature. She was. So after being in a relationship with her long enough, I realized that this was important to her. I found that she was really like, hey, I want to. And by spending time with her family, I saw that they, they spent a lot of time together at dinner tables. Like it was, right. it was one of those things like you set up the table and like everyone sits down, I mean the kids. And I'm like sitting at this, you know, this Mexican table. First of all, I'm the only black guy at this Mexican table and everybody's like, Everybody, I'm just sitting down at the table and like everybody's like eating so they're like yeah. oh pasta tostadas pasta 
the tortillas, you know, to get a queso. In to, my to culture, it's very rude to not sit at the table. So you come to the table and you eat, you know. So that's that's a learning experience, and first and foremost. So once like it started clicking in my head, like yo, this is important to her. When we first moved in together, I would say after work, I would still continue to work. That's what entrepreneurs do. That's what I was used to doing. So after six o'clock, I mean after five o'clock, my five o'clock meeting with my staff, mm -hmm. I would say, hey, now I'm gonna do the, the business owner stuff, and. She would be here in the kitchen room by herself, and after quite some time, I started realizing, okay, this is important to her. So I made it up, I made it an important thing, or like my own system, that after work, I come out of my office, I drop whatever I'm doing. Like right now, my computer's on, and there's stuff for me to do. But I drop whatever I'm doing, because I learned that, hey man, tomorrow's gonna be more work. Business, you, you and I know both, business is a black hole, right? There's right. always gonna be more, there's always gonna be more. And it takes a tremendous amount of discipline to stop and walk away for a moment. Mm -hmm. So I, I flexed that discipline to finish my task, whatever that task that I was doing, and then walk away. And I'll leave a large, large queue of additional tasks to do. I'll just leave it and handle it another day. So number one, uh, our system is going to be having dinner right after work, really no matter what, almost no matter what, mm -hmm. having dinner. So she'll cook, so right here is a stove. So she'll cook on our stove, She'll be making food and she'll message me. Interesting thing, why you start messaging me on workplace? Like Anna. <laughs> so so we have we have a chat and we have a chat for work in our company. And then obviously you her and I have our personal mm -hmm. text messages, but she doesn't even text me anymore. She just chats no. me on our work chat messages. So why do you start work chat messaging me there? So I learned that you don't really check your text messages, but your workplace is always on your computer. And I think you have an alert, right? Like it'll yeah. pop up. Mm -hmm. So I said, how do I communicate the fastest way possible is workplace. So I guess that's one of the, another thing to really look at is being aware, being aware of your, your, your partner and understanding like what your partner has their eyes on and, and what's important to your partner. So we just discussed two things. Number one, where I put energy towards uh -huh. figuring out, okay, I had to have the discipline of leaving work. Right. Have dinner with you. We had dinner today. We had dinner yesterday. Like we constantly having dinner. Right. That means something to you. Right. So I put that to the side. But you also said, "Hey, I see that Andy puts energy on workplace. Right. Our, our, our work chat. I'm gonna message him there because he's always present there. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. And I think, but with that being said, also it can't just be the women's way. Like it has to be also keeping into account your schedule. So whoever has a partner that is starting a business, middle stage of the business, or even if it's a well been in many years business, everybody has a completely different schedule. And I kind of had to adjust to that too, because like I, what? I came from a 9, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. mindset. Mm -hmm. um, I came from a salary job where I'm like, if I work 70 hours, I get paid the same if I work 40 hours. So in my mind, back in, my salary job, it was like, if I close my laptop and I close my phone, or I put my, um, what is it, vacation response? My role is still handled by someone, right? Because you leave it to your coworker or your assistant, depending, you know, what your role is. And then you have that opportunity to come back whenever your vacation's over and everything is standing still. But when it's your own business, I had to learn that you don't have that, type of flexibility. Also, when you have like mentorship, 
I had to be mindful. And if I knew that mentorship was 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., then, and I already know that you're- Just for context, mentorship is a program where I mentor many of the students mm -hmm. who go through our programs. Yeah, so Tuesday's mentorship, you know, instead of, I had to learn, we either going to have no dinner, which falls dinner time, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., or our dinner is now 8.15 p.m. Even though it's a small adjustment and that we didn't necessarily talk about, but it's about being mindful. Like your schedule is different than anybody else I've ever dated. And I can't expect that at 5.30 p.m. you're gonna be right here every single day. But that was hard in the beginning, for sure, because I didn't understand it. I was kind of like, why? what's so hard about being on, on outside of the office at 5.30 p.m.? It definitely takes time, it's not, instant i don't think any anybody that goes from being you know single or whether it's a salary job or an entrepreneur job when you bring two high level achievers two people that have two maybe goals or two businesses you you do have to kind of blend like yeah. this is your time this is my time and what i ended up doing is because you had the weekly mentorship that's where I put my my calls on Tuesdays. Because I said, I'm busy, he's busy, we're both busy. Did you intentionally do that? Yeah, that's how it all started. I said, well, it won't impact our, our day, you know, our week, if I'm also busy on a Tuesday. I didn't know you did that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> but that way we don't have two late days, you know? Because yeah. what if I had a Thursday late thing and you had a Tuesday late thing, then we have two weekdays that are kind of too late for me. You know, one of the things that I learned, we, we, we go to church and one of the things that I learned was about being gentle. And being gentle doesn't mean that you're soft. I'm aware, like in our relationship, I'm really the prime leader in our relationship. And for her to make a decision to, to say, hey, you know what, you have your mentorship calls. Now, I didn't necessarily consult with her that I had a mentorship call on every Tuesday, but she came in behind me and said, well, I want to spend time with my relation my partner. I'm going to create that call, her call. So she has mentees that she works with as well. And so she, she created her call on Tuesday and I thought it was ironic, but, or coincidental. And she was like, no, I scheduled it because I knew you were on your call. Right. So I know that, and she's, she's addressed it a couple of times where, where she said, I feel like a portion of her life revolves around Andy Audate. And, but one of the things I wanna share if you're in a similar boat is that although you recognize that, like I recognize that, you really have to be mindful and understand like what is driving your partner, what is, is pushing your partner, and put yourself in a position to deliver that as well. You know, I know that the dinners are important to her. The relationship with her family is important to her. Three hours ago, we had dinner, not just us two, but dinner with her mom. And that allowed, now her mom flew in from Sacramento, so that allowed us to, to create a relationship and create bond and create memories. Was me spending an extra hour on my computer more worthy of the dinner that, that I now know that is important to her? Of course not. So by me flexing that power of like, hey, I'm not gonna go out, it, it, it shows that you're inconsiderate. So if you're in that position, I think this is gonna be a prime opportunity. Like, so if you're the girl and you're watching this video mm -hmm. and you got us, you know, you're trying to tell your boyfriend a message, you might want to rewind that. Tag him. Tag him. <laughs> Let him know that it's I like, said this. This is a cool video. <laughs> this is a prime opportunity for any man to understand that, like, hey, if you're the leader of the relationship, you really get to slow down and be like, all right, what does my baby want? You know, it's my baby. What does my baby want? What? How can I best serve her? And there's plenty of times throughout the day 
plenty of times throughout the week, I'm looking at, hey, how can I cuddle her or show her attention? Just that moment where you have that downtime, if you're a man like me where you're working, I have, we have two home offices here. And if you feel like me where I'm working in my home office, once you get that itch, to like get away and, and just kind of scroll on Instagram. If you're anything like me, you'll get that itch where, right. quick, real quick, man, let me just escape for a moment and go on social media. Mm -hmm. My system is, instead of doing that, I put my phone down and I walk out and I just go ahead and give her a kiss. Like I just go, mm. <laughs> I just go ahead and give her a kiss right. and, and come, come get in her bubble and her space for her a little bit and then I go back into mine and go go pound it and go hard. And then once I get that itch again, I'll come back out and out of the office and come in and give her uh, a kiss. Cause I know that one of the things that I discovered is that she doesn't, she's not someone who will kind of barge into my office. She, she lets me work and she understands that after, at the end of the day is our time. But throughout the day, man, if you're in that position where you're like, hey, how do I, create harmony in my business and in my relationship. Instead of separating the two, instead of saying between eight to five, I'm gonna work, or eight to six, I'm gonna work, and then six to uh, nine, I'm gonna be with my lady, and then from 6 a.m. to eight, I'm gonna be at the gym. Instead of doing that, what I would invite you to do is figure out the downtimes that are not even productive. So right. me scrolling on Instagram in the middle of the day is not productive. And then really I get away from the social media habit and I come in, I just spend time with her. Man, I've learned, bro, guys, six minutes is worth it. Six minutes can actually change the, the course of the relationship. Six minutes a day, imagine that. Right. Six, six minutes a day to save your relationship. Six minutes a day to, to, to increase the relationship. Six minutes a day to, to make your woman happy. Bruh, it's worth it, man. Mm -hmm. Stop in the middle of the day, whatever you're doing, go ahead, give her a kiss. I annoy her when I do that. I know I do, but it's all part of the plan. <laughs> I, I annoy her and I'm just like in her bubble. And I'm like, what's up, babe? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He does, like all random hours. I got makeup all over my face now. And I'm like, what's up, baby? And then, and then she's like, what, what, what? And she's like, I'm working on stuff, I'm working on stuff. But it's those small experiences where it's like, I was just with my partner rather than, man, I haven't seen him all day. And right. you know, we, her and I already did the part where we, we wake up at eight, we wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, come back home eight o'clock, start the day, and I don't see her until seven o'clock that evening. We've done that. It's not worth it. If you're a guy like me, man, take six minutes out of your day. So how do we wrap this up? You know, what, what do you really suggest that from the woman's perspective that a woman can take this, take away? Um, I would definitely say add a non-negotiable item or items. So for me, Friday night, date night is a non-negotiable. Like you probably already know if a client or a business partner tries to have a meeting with you on Friday night, what would you say? Yeah, um, we, we've already, I've been in that position and I say, hey, hey man, look, let's reschedule on Monday. Um, or if we're gonna close this deal, we gotta close this deal right now. She has definitely taught me so much about breaking free from the scarcity mindset that I've had from impoverishment, from growing up impoverished, or the scarcity mindset from when I had made a ton of money and lost it all completely and I had to rebuild myself from scratch. Now understand that I was in a scarcity mindset, so hey, this deal can wait till Monday, this deal can wait till tomorrow. Hey, I'm going to you know, a date with my, my lady. I can call you back in three hours tonight, but matter of fact, I'm probably gonna be with her, so I gotta call you tomorrow. <laughs> so, so number one, understand that I'm not in scarcity. 
-hmm. Number two, recognize that she's the one that I'm spending my life with. True story. I love my clients. I love the customers that I serve, but I get to recognize that she's the one I'm spending my life with. So for me to make a stranger happier than my lady is, is um, inconsiderate. So that's number two. Recognize who's your love, who's your partner. She's my partner. So that customer can leave me, but she's my partner. And then number three is recognize that you want her to be happy. I don't want to, to make a bunch of other people happy and not have the person that I lay my head with and live with mm -hmm. and so on and so forth with like to be happy, but but my strangers are happy and you're not happy. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So those key, those three key things, man, you're not in scarcity, move the deal later. Yeah. And if you are in scarcity, then you got some problems and you should really communicate that to her. And so, so that she way she- understands. Yeah, she's on the, she's yeah. on the same page. Because if, 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 if I told you like, oh baby, I'm in scarcity, which we, you know we're not, then you would understand not to even plan that thing in the first place. Right, because that's where the communication comes in, you know, because in that scenario, I was planning like a date night surprise for us and I'm excited and I'm dolled up and all that um, because I knew that you didn't have to necessarily work that full day Yeah. because I'm aware. But then there are weeks where you communicate like, hey, I have this big project or I have this big contract. So that's the cue for I'm just gonna let him work mm. 20 hours if, if he chooses to. It does vary, you know, and I think as a partner, even though finances are tough to talk, whether you just started dating or you've been married 10 years, or I hear friends that sometimes they don't even talk about budgets or what's coming in and money, what's coming out, but you do have to be mindful. If it affects the relationship, you have to communicate like, hey, this is a bad week. I need to go hustle and get some sales. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but the dates, sorry, babe, that's not priority. But because I know we're right now we're good and we don't, ha we didn't have a busy week. I plan the date around that too. You yeah. Know? So if that makes sense, if you, if you don't communicate, if the man doesn't communicate to the woman about how busy they are or how much they need to produce, we don't know. So we just assume you're free all the time. That's powerful. Yeah. And so I hope this video served you. And I hope that you got to a, a different perspective, the woman's perspective on dating an entrepreneur or dating a business owner. And but most importantly, that you can utilize some of the things that we do in our life and, and that we do in our business mm -hmm. to best suit you, especially during a time like COVID where a lot of things are up in the air. Most entrepreneurs are hustling. And many times that the other person in the relationship might not even be aware or understand. Right now, many business owners, I can share because I train a lot of business owners and I work with, closely with them. Many business owners are on a stage right now of panic, despair, uh, or, or pushing to, to, to be above water. Right. And if you're in a relationship where you're in a relationship with someone who's in that position, be mindful to the fact of where they're at. Mm -hmm. And also listen to what they're not saying. And what I mean by that, is that if you're in a relationship with your uh, a partner and he's constantly stressed out, he's constantly stressed out, he's rubbing his head, and you're like, what's wrong? And he doesn't share. Staying up late. Staying up late, fighting, you know, fighting to the crack of dawn, just trying to understand how to get money or whatever. He may not even be sharing with you that he's in a financial challenge right now because of the, the what do you call that? Like emotional, like, that emotion that's gonna ego like the ego is going to be affected plus there's the stereotype that man is a provider and if 
I don't know, there's just a lot of stereotypes, you know? It's not just ego, it's just stereotype. Yes, yeah, you know, stereotype. I'm grateful that I've never had to come to her in a way of like, hey babe, like I don't have the finances. I've always been in a position where I've been able to take care of us. But one of the things that I, I've known this from her is that that's never been her number one priority. Like the finances or, or me being in a financial point. So I know that if I were ever in a financial predicament, which I anticipate to never be again, if I were, I know I could sleep in a car with you. Yeah, because we don't have attachment to things. Know, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> I know, I know, and, and that, that gives me the, the push I, I needed to, to build with her. So I know if I, yeah. hey man, we can sleep in U-Haul trucks. Now, if your relationship, if your partner is in that predicament and, and he's a man, what I would suggest for you, number one, is to comfort him. It's to yeah. comfort him in that position. I think with COVID, there's a lot of people in that scenario right now where they lost their job or they're starting off their business right. or so on and so forth. It's to put yourself in a position to comfort him and empower him. One of the things that, that I found that, that worked for me or pushed me is just to know that I have one person's belief. I didn't care about the fans screaming my name. I didn't care about the people that, hey, your book this or, or your seminar did this or whatever. It was the, the fact that the person to my right had my back and that that person believed in me. If that person believed in me, that's all I needed. Right. And so if you're in that position, if you're the woman where you're in his life and all, and he's in that position where he's like, I need, to, I need to create something for us. And he's not even sharing it with you. He's not sharing his struggles. I invite you to open up to him, number one, share your experience that you see him in a certain, you know, certain emotional state mm -hmm. and that you just believe in him. That right there will change the boat. That will change everything for you and his life. So if you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, or any ideas for additional topics, be sure to write it down in the comments below. <laughs> you did a good job, what am I supposed to add? That's it, put it down <laughs> in the comments below, all right? Put it down in the comments below. Do it. Any questions, <laughs> oh, and, and do me a favor. Like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe and we're gonna get you more content just like this moving forward. Yes, tag whoever needs to hear this. <laughs> right on. <laughs>